Hey, WellPod listeners, just two quick notes. One, there's a bit of strong language in this episode, so if you don't like that sort of thing or if children are in the room, this is your fair warning. But if you like this episode and the show in general, do us a favor. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Badgers. Badger, 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 badger. Badgers. We don't need no badger. Badgers. Badger, badger, badger. Mushroom, mushroom, badger, badger. All right. I think we sound reasonable. Badger, badger. Okay, so. Oh, we're rolling? Yeah. Oh, okay. got back from uh shooting upstate yeah who were you shooting what I, were you shooting i was shooting and with what gun i was she i was it was in a, a sony f7 gun and i was shooting jordan bridges with it he, <laughs> he, he deserves it he really does deserve it he can't even remember <laughs> if he's supposed to have a beard or not <laughs> we have to have jordan on the show we really do we really should yeah he's a he's, he's been i know you haven't seen him in a while he's a charming individual well this episode features bonus material from my interview with eva longoria and if you haven't already listened to that episode make sure to go back and check it out it gives you an insight into the kind of hilarity which ensues when eva and i are in the same room or at least even i think so anyway when we were shooting together a few years ago both of us were in a bit of a quandary as to where our lives were going she kept offering to fix me up with friends of hers, but as I informed her at the time, I was on the George Clooney plan. Well, the George Clooney plan didn't even work out for George Clooney. That's true. So. <laughs> but when we finally saw one another again for this interview, we had a kind of shared mile marker moment. We suddenly realized both of us had found our person. I, you and I both found our partner I since know. the last time I saw you. I know. I know. Yeah. I can't and believe And I remember it. we were in, both of us were in such a conundrum yeah. about that. No, we were both in a moment where, not, I don't even know if it was for you, for me, just not believing in, I'm good. I'm good by myself. I don't need somebody. And by the way, I still think I don't need somebody. Right. But it's, it, was a, it was a bit of like, um, um, I wasn't disillusioned, but it was just a moment where, I would. I had to find myself before I could find the other person. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. That makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. I had sort of given up, but it was also around the time. You were like a marriage atheist. That's what you. <laughs> you were like, nope, not happening. Not. Well, I had just determined that I just I wasn't that kind of guy. I was telling that. you, in case people don't. Uh, know what you look like. Anson is so handsome, and I was like, "You have to procreate just just for your bone structure." <laughs> and you, you were like, "I don't know, I don't know. I have some dogs." Just for for the sake of passing on the cheekbones, sure. All right. Yeah, yeah. What just else? for the your cheekbones. Come on. <laughs> no, I found uh, I found an unbelievable woman. Mm. Yeah. 
So how I, did you guys meet? Well, I, it was during the last order of Hell on Wheels, and I uh -huh. got lucky. Uh, we hadn't met each other. Actually, no, she told me I made a pass at her a couple of years before that. Oh my God, and you didn't remember? And I, I, I didn't believe her. Um, <laughs> You're lying. But apparently she didn't remember that the second time I met her. Mm. Uh, and a friend had to remind her. But uh, she was completely unimpressed with me. And yeah. uh, we just started, she was she was working at uh, a great bar restaurant that I liked. And I was trying to figure out what I could talk to her about. And uh, she mentioned her dog. So we started talking about her oh, dogs. Mm. And somehow I managed to convince her to give me her number. Uh-huh. And then um, we went to dinner, and I got a kiss on the cheek. And I was like, all right, well, that's, that's over. So then I, a few weeks later, I had an extra ticket to the Folk Festival. And I figured, all right, whatever. I'll, folk what, Festival? What is that? She seems fun. Folk Festival? Yeah. That's where it's like, a, it's like a music festival, but it revolves around singing, songwriting, folk, oh. country, bluegrass. And... Uh, so I asked her, and when I showed showed up to pick her up, she was she was in the sundress and had a picnic basket. <laughs> and all my friends wanted to do was hang out in the artist's lounge and drink beer, and she was totally down with it. And Aww. I figured, all right, this 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 girl can hang. <laughs> she can put up with my friends. Oh, it's so funny because my husband kept kissing me on the forehead. Like after our first date, he'd be like, Mwah. and I'm like, what am I, your daughter? Like, what is this? The forehead? <laughs> I was the same way. I was like, oh, this one. Who, who did you, who did you marry? Oh, one of the best human being in the world. Yeah. yeah his name's Pepe. And um, actually, same thing, kind of like, I feel like the universe pushes you back together in case you missed that first opportunity. And so um, I had a friend of mine who was trying to set us up, unbeknownst to both of us. And we met at a restaurant in Mexico City. And it was like, hey, hi, hi. Yeah, nice to meet you. Bye. Like, it was nothing. And I don't even remember him. I don't even remember what he looked like or anything. So then six months later, we re-met, and it literally was fireworks. And I was like, who is that? And my same friend was there. And he goes, that's the guy I introduced you six months ago. I go, that's not the guy. That's not the same guy. But it just goes to show you, like, the time in your life when you're ready to receive. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't. Yeah. And he, nor was he. He he was like, I don't remember. I remember you were, like, an actress or something. Like, he was so unimpressed with me as well. The only thing we both remembered was that we were both reading the same book. Um, at the same, mm. like, oh, I'm reading that. I said, oh, I just finished that. Yeah. And so that was it. But, um, but he's amazing. Every buddy in my life is more in love with Pepe than, than with me, and I'm very upset about that. <laughs> I feel like yeah, you kind of got to get to where you're a little bit less self-involved uh, than we have to be to do this, and that sometimes, for me, required a level of, of success so I could realize, okay, I don't have to freak out Every time I'm between jobs, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be all right. Yeah, I can I can afford to to, you know, try and relax a little bit. <laughs> and focus on you, like you you, not your career. Right. Yeah, you and have to actually, give yourself permission for that. I was lucky in in Desperate Housewives to have, obviously, hit the lottery with ha having a hit show, and you with Hell on Wheels. Like it's it's gives you the comfort of not deciding from a place of desperation or from a place of need mm -hmm. now you can operate from a place of want like I, mm. I want I want to do this I'm right. gonna go, I'm gonna go or I don't want that was my big thing was saying no like passing on a job and you're like what if that's what if I'm passing on something you know amazing and and just knowing your truth and what what 
thought it was for you. So my, my big thing was to say no, and, and it's okay to say no. Like, I don't have to work back to back, and I can take some time off. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's definitely helped with my workaholism as yeah. well. But we're actors. We're, we're same, you know, jumping from bar to bar, swinging from bar to bar. Like, we can't let go of this bar until we grab onto that bar, and you're just, like, constantly looking for the next job. So it's by nature set up to keep us hungry. So what does your husband do? He is a TV exec in Mexico, in Mexico, in Latin America. And is, is he going to move here? No, I live there. Oh, you live there? Yeah. Oh, I live, wow. I live there with him. And we split our time between L.A. and Mexico City, but um, most of the time we're in Mexico City. In the summers, we're mostly in L.A. Does it help to be in the same business but in different roles? You know, it does. I think it does because we actually have the same yearly schedule like there's a you know there's a cycle of television and so he's in television I'm in television and, and it helps as opposed to like I uh, before I was married to somebody who had opposite schedules it was he was an NBA player so it was like when he was working I was working and when he was off I uh, well, vice versa you know he was working I was off um, I was working he was off. it was just horrible we were never synced up you know and um, so with Pep and I it's it's just uh, uh, match made in, in work heaven because we both have business trips to the same city or we both have to be in LA for meetings and then we both have to be in New York for upfronts or things like that so it's kind of perfect. Yeah I got lucky I met a, I met an artist who's not an actor. Yeah because yeah. then they have appreciation yeah. for it and they understand it but they're not in competition with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know the other thing that I love about it is that now when I'm done with work and I go home I'm actually going home, mm. you know? Like, there is a time at which I know I gotta cut the work off so I can be present for my partner and yeah. my dogs and actually relax yeah. and not force myself into a coronary. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's lovely to have somebody you can go home and cook dinner with mm -hmm. and, or cook dinner for, or, have, yeah. or if she's cooked dinner and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. just watch stupid TV. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? job. The, the, uh, my, my aunt used to say this. She goes, you got to make a house a home. So you, you used to go to your house every day Yeah. after work, <laughs> but you never went home. And, and that's a very big difference. I work to live. I don't live to work. And I think that's a big difference in, in life. It's like, I don't want to be on set. I want, I'm just doing this because I, I got expensive wine tastes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I remember around the time that I decided to spend my life with Dara, Brandon, you're the friend who pulled me aside and said, hey, do you know what you're doing here? Are you ready for this? And you kind Did of Did I say me. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not in those words. You just wanted to make sure that I had thought this through. Not because of Dara, but because of me, I Stop think. and think about what you're doing. <laughs> I remember the thing that you said to me about marriage at the time. You said, you're going to find out things about yourself that you don't know, including, wow, I can be an asshole. Yeah. And you got to be ready for that. I do remember that. Yeah. By the way, that never stops. 
<laughs> you always find you know, it's, it's, it's a journey of finding even of gradually uncovering, you know, more things about yourself that maybe you wish you didn't know <laughs> years and years later. Oh my God, there's still more stuff. Well, I'm glad you told me because I've, I've really kept my eye on that. And I think I kind of am starting to understand what you mean by it. Because when you get married, you become two people. And one of the benefits of that is you get to finally see yourself from an objective point of view. And a lot of people, I don't think that their ego is ready for that. And they fight against it. Because um, you, you get a pretty clear look at yourself once you get married. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not quite a mirror. It's more like a marker by which you kind of measure yourself from. Mm -hmm. And the, But the thing that makes it a constant examination is that that yardstick, you know, changes. And the marker moves in relation to where you are and where your partner is and where your goals are. So the evaluation of that is it never stops. You know, if you ever found kind of like a cruising speed and nothing would change, then I don't think you would learn anything. Mm. But life changes. So you're constantly having to re-examine everything over and over again. And that's the process through which you learn so much about yourself and your partner is the, being forced to, to constantly reevaluate and re-examine. But, you know, it gets easier. Damn. You can't see him now, but he has a slightly worried look around the eyes. <laughs> what is it that Sharon does for you? Hmm. How does she make life better for you? Well, I mean, it could be, um, uh, you know, sort of shallow and say, oh, well, she makes my life comfortable, you know, in the way that she sort of constantly she really takes care of my you know, she always makes sure that I'm fed and stuff like that. She's very sort of mothering and really takes care. She's very concerned about my happiness and stuff. So, I mean, I, I'm very, very well cared for, you know, like I'm a, a dog or something. But mostly it's her, what it, what it always was since the beginning, and it's I still can't put it into words, is um, a point of view uh, and a perspective on life that is the closest to my own I don't know anyone else who, who who sees things in such a similar way that that I do. The metaphor I always use is, you know, when you're, you know, long distance driving and everybody on the road is driving too fast or driving too slow or erratically or whatever. And with her, it was just simply like, oh wow, we've got the same attitude about this. We're going the exact same way in the exact same way. <laughs> And uh, I, 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 after all these years, I really can't put it into uh, into words, other than it's a just a very, very, very deep seated trust that we agree on very fundamental things, even though we express ourselves very, very differently. Mm -hmm. um, it's we know that we're coming from. Um, uh, uh, the same vantage point. So I know, so it means that there's, I'm not worried about huge, you know, splits or fractures or disagreements because fundamentally I already know what she thinks about things and she already knows what I think. And you? Well, for many reasons, I think that while Dara and I have very much the same sense of humor and the same love of life and dogs, 
<laughs> she also fills the gaps where I lack. You know, I she's just present. Like she's here. Very, very here and aware all the time. And I am very much not. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But also, you know, I remember the first time my stepfather was basically trying to tell me that he loved my mother is the way he said it. He said, your mother just gives a shit about people, mm -hmm. even the ones she's never met before. And that's what I say about Dara now. Right, right. I'm not trying to steal your thing, but that's you. I don't need to. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sharon is the same. It's so weird. Like I, they always say you're gonna marry your mother, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know, yeah, you know, I never thought that that would be the case. But man, they're peas in a pod. <laughs> they are so similar. And Dare is the first. I've only brought a handful of young women that I was dating home to meet my mom. I think Dare was maybe the fourth. And. All the times before, my mother's opinion was basically, she's great, I love her, she's not your decision, you know. When, and I would always ask, what do you think? Mom would always say, it's your decision. And when she met Dara, without even prompting, she said, don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew, okay, this is probably the right girl. Do you th is, are there similarities between Sharon and your mom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, they both, is, is it something about me? Do I inspire a lot of worry in people? Is that, <laughs> because as I seem to make uh, the women in my life worry a lot. Um, I don't know, based on, uh, their, um, concerns, you would think that I was just, you know, loved like, getting like naked and drunk and running through a junkyard all the time as a hobby. You know, like I'm just completely have no sense of self-preservation at all. But don't you? <laughs> well, I have, <laughs> but not all the time. And not, right. I'm not totally reckless. Uh, but there's, I, I seem to inspire this sort of um, uh, deep concern that I am just about to do something very harmful <laughs> to myself and that they need to prevent it. <laughs> And I would like to I point out to the to the listeners that I have yet yet to ever break a bone or have a serious injury. I'm very sad. You have cut yourself a few times working on the cabin oh. since making fun of me for doing the same, I have to say. Yeah, but I'm working there all the time. You hurt yourself every <laughs> single day you went up there, which is like four days total. I've been up there like 200 days, and yes, I had a freak accident where a board split my toe open. But I didn't have Dara looking out for me then. Now, now, now I don't cut myself because she's always she's she's picking up the slack. So how does Dara prevent you from hurting yourself? She just takes over those duties, right? <laughs> All the things you would normally hurt yourself. So next time we're up at the cabin, just, I'm going to have Dara operate the drill press. <laughs> she's perfected the art of of putting a bug in my ear and making sure that it sticks. Without yelling at me, you know, I don't know how she does it because I don't listen to anybody else usually. But I, you know, I really like the thing that Eva had to say to me about um, you. She said you used to have a house, you didn't have a home, mm -hmm. and it's nice to go home, and that's really true. And and I don't think I ever really understood the difference. You know, my father died when I was young, and my mom suddenly had to take care of both of us. And she did as best she could, but we also moved around a lot. So I'm not sure I had a, um, too much of an opportunity to really realize what home huh. was. Huh. And uh, it's been great discovering that with someone. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. 
for in terms of yeah your 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 history i hadn't thought about it um and for me i mean i know i know what you mean um and sharon definitely makes my dwelling a home because without her it would just be you know sort of a mad scientist laboratory you know i kind of you know the way i lived and throughout grad school was just like in piles of equipment and tools and materials <laughs> that I sort of crawl to the top of every morning and then go back to work. And, uh, yeah, most women don't like it when you live that way. So she, 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 she cleaned me up and confined all of my mess into one room, <laughs> but it's nice, but it's nice. And now I realized, and this has taken me forever to realize that like, maybe that wasn't, is not the way I should have, be living 24 <laughs> seven. Maybe it is nice to like keep that in one room and get away from it and you know give myself a break, let myself off the hook and just be like just be with somebody and share things with somebody and not constantly it be you know uh, noodling around with something. I think a lot of us go through it though. I think that you know we're we're genetically predisposed to want to get the hell out of the nest. It's supposed to drive us crazy. Mm-hmm. And then we go to college. We become cavemen again. We find some career path where we work ourselves to the bone and we don't eat properly. And we probably have sex with a lot of people we don't know. <laughs> and, we, we and have funnel like cakes at idiots. 2 a.m. Yeah. Right, yeah. And then eventually, uh, you know, that was fun, but it gets old. And then uh, it's, re- it's, really, it's really great to be able to make your own nest and, mm-hmm. and plan for... Um, the day when I get to drive my own children crazy <laughs> and set the traps early. <laughs> you got any other advice? Because um, I'm about to do this, you know, like wh- like in the next week or two, we're going down to the courthouse. Like this is happening. <laughs> is it becoming is it becoming very real to you now? I'm gearing myself up. I would say that it that marriage is an object lesson in faith. And it's not just the kind of faith, you know, where most people think about like fidelity and stuff. I mean, that's included, but that's not what I'm talking about. It's the belief in somebody else and and the faith in your own decision to stick with that person um, despite everything that life throws at you. Mm -hmm. And and remembering, you know, like, no, I'm not not dumb. You know, I made this choice for a reason. Mm -hmm. And then... And then it comes right back at you and hits you again. You're like, oh, my God, I did make the right decision. (laughs) And then you feel how it makes you appreciate it more because you realize how dumb we can be, you know, and how sort of he's how sort of distracted and like anything that goes well, you you take anything for granted when it's a constant, right? Everything can be can be taken for granted. And as long as both people are committed to always work at it and not take it for granted and get complacent, then it's fine. Okay. So do that. (laughs) Just do that and you'll be all right. Okay. (laughs) Can I drink while I do it? (laughs) Of course you can. And you'll probably have to.
The Well is produced, recorded, and edited by Brandon Edgens and myself, Anson Mount. Our bonus episode theme music is performed and recorded by Brannon, based on a composition by Jonathan Myberg. Extra music provided by Kevin McLeod under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks once again to Eva Longoria for taking the time to sit down with us. Special thanks to Brannon for being my marriage coach and for providing the bourbon. Although that is redundant phrasing, I know. Extra special thanks this week goes out to my fiance, Dara Trang, for being brave enough to put up with me forever. And thanks to you for listening. Have a great week. <laughs>